I'm going to Kevin Smith this and say, I want to watch your movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd on. What is everyone? Welcome back to Nerd on the podcast you didn't need, but you deserve, and where all levels of nerd are welcome. All of them. All of them. Even the one on the trees. No. Pledged is pledged. Sometimes the scariest thing isn't the thing looking at you from down the hall, but how it waits for you to look back. Today, we take a look into a fresh take on the horror genre through an indie comic which will make a certain capeless crusader very, very happy with Scott Snyder's Witches. I'm very excited. Wait, who? Who does it make happy? Oh, it's David Barry. David Barry. All right. Shout out. He's he's a a Scott Snyder uh, enthusiast. Shout out to Dr. Barry. Yes. So am I. That's what we have in common. We both like Snyder's. (laughs) I'm like you. (laughs) Weird. Uh, I uh, asked for this comic that we do this, so I'm very excited that we are doing this. Uh, But before we get into the episode, let us introduce the host. I am Josh. I'm Tom. I'm Caitlin. I am Corey. I and this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerd On Nation that is powered by Patreon. Patreon. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, you do get fun perks like uh, you get early access to these episodes. You get bonus episodes that nobody else hears. Uh, no you get access to uh, all sorts of really cool stuff like so servers cool. that are just for Nerd On Nation members in our channels in our Discord server. I always mix up server channel. There, it's a. It's like we make whole new servers. The just server. For them. The server is where all the channels exist. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. Um, server. He just gets the words mixed. I up just mix up the words. Words are important. I was just trying to make hand shapes for those watching the video, so Josh could <laughs> server. Um, but yeah, lots of really cool things come with being a member of the Nerdon Nation. So do check that out. Nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. And be sure to check out and join that Discord, nerdon.tv backslash Discord. And a huge shout out to our partners, Apogee and Odyssey. Mm. Um, Apogee has equipped us with these fantastic microphones, the uh, the hype mic, the ultimate podcasting microphone. Uh, no, but really, it's a, it's a wonderful microphone that is incredibly versatile. And versatile? Versatile. 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 With it a has y. versatility. Versatility. Um, versus yeah, from streaming to um, even like Zoom calls to all sorts of really oh, yeah. cool stuff. Um, or using it for FaceTime with my mom because it has a lightning adapter. Yeah. Aww. Or recording um, your TikToks, fellow young people. Okay, Hell Tom. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check that out, Hype Mike. And uh, do check out Odyssey headphones, as we have said many times before, and we'll continue to say because it makes Tom angry. If your ears were mouths, they taste like butter. Mm. Um, it has been officially Set. accepted by Odyssey, so it's a real thing. TM. Little little side story on that. You welcome. I've been um, doing this this adaptation project, which is very headphone heavy, like so many hours every day. And I was using these other headphones for it foolishly and all of a sudden my head started hurting and the top of my head was hurting and I was getting a headache and I switched to these headphones and like it just went away and then the rest of the day was great I actually made a little Instagram video being like oh these are great which I never do because it feels weird but it actually was worth it so (laughs) this message is approved by Odyssey uh, essentially, yeah. <laughs> now we Jared need to sped up message. With I used to be short my wife, diabetes. That was not the right one. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is the housekeeping. Let us go deep into the woods and discuss <laughs> this story. This this wonderful comic book. I like going deep. <laughs> anyway, so wow. everyone. I can't you know what time side, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what time it is. And if you don't, welcome, because you're probably brand new. But today, right now, this gets us to our first two segments to our show, because at the end of this episode, we're going to rate it. And uh, Are we, even though gonna, it's volume one? 
Oh, there's no, a two not. coming. We're not. Yeah, I mean, read it. there He's is a poll the out there in the world. I know, but I didn't know there was a volume two coming. That's well, my fault. we're gonna rate it because right. it's completed now. So we're gonna rate. Right. We're gonna change our rules and we're gonna rate this volume. One. We're gonna rate it <laughs> because we can. But what does because that mean, Tom? Josh likes objectifying the things that make him happy. Yeah. Uh, so that means right now we are going to go around this digital screens and <gasps> guess, guess that because you were promised to them you were promised to them uh, <laughs> different roots there huh pledge is pledged pledge, pledge. <laughs> also lemon pledge uh and um so everyone if you're brand spanking new to the show grass that grump is uh the segment where we are going to go ahead and guess who's going to have the lowest score from zero out of five no matter how high the number is the lowest number will be the grump for the week and if you, uh, I'll let Corey talk about that afterwards. Um, but yeah. um, so I, I'm going to go first because you explained it so well. I know, right? So good. Uh, well, because everyone else didn't explain it at all. <laughs> no. Wow. Uh, so I'm going to guess that Caitlin's going to be the grump. All right. Because it's going to be Josh and it's going to be Corey, and they're both like, no, don't rate it. Okay. So you're the only one that said no. I think that's the way I said that. It's uncanny. <laughs> it's uncanny. You don't think it's me? That we both sound like. Yeah, I think it's going to be Tom. No. no. Yeah, that's I how you guys sound like. No. Ew, no. Josh, who you got? <laughs> Who's your money on? Um, I think that it is going to be... Ali. No, just kidding. Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who you got, Corey? Um, and who's an around Asian guy? Well, Corey yeah. needs to guess, right? Uh, yeah. But he kind of bends and bows depending on what the the nation is so he can make it I even. don't, but I maybe <laughs> I should start. Uh, I'm going to balance it out. I'm going to say Tom. I'm not here. Start. I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to say Tom just to balance the, the Snyder two boy. Votes, two votes, Caitlin, two votes, Tom and the nerd on nation. Now, if you want to be a part of these <laughs> polls that we spoke of earlier in the show, uh, you could join the Nerd on Nation now. You get to vote on the guess that gr- gator grass-fed grumper guesser. Did I get it pretty good? Did I do it right? It's pretty great. <laughs> no. You forgot gluten-free. Uh, and sorry, guardian. yes. And, and guardian. Guardian, <laughs> grasser, gluten-free, grass-fed gator grumper who drinks Gatorade. Great. Uh, and you get a shout-out on the show if you get it correct. And the Nerd on Nation has spoken uh, for Corey. <laughs> wow. That's exactly oh. what I was like. Yeah, he can't pick himself, so. Oh, did you see it already? Oh, of course I saw it. Yeah. That's how uh, I was so, like, we got a poll. <laughs> Josh, yes. you will be first, then me, and then Caitlin and Tom can figure out amongst themselves who Duke will be the last. Uh, last. So there you go. Well, now we go into the complete spoiler of that bad boy and go into that good girl. Um, into uh, our first impressions and our uh, initial reactions of Weiches. Um, I think Josh I keep, should go last yes. because he suggested it. So uh, I think yeah, you're... Sure. Your explanation of uh, your first experience should be the icing on the cake. Um, you want to go? Since I'm already talking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't read it. I didn't read it until this. Um, didn't avoid it or anything. I just didn't know too much about it. Um, but I brought it with me on a trip I took on my sweet little uh, iPhone here because I use Comixology, and um, Tom immediately wants to shill, <laughs> but he can't right now. Yeah, I just went to nerdon.tv backslash comicsology and wow. downloaded it from there. Wow. Um, Do you have a nice. wonderful interface you can read? Oh my yeah. God, Corey, please continue. And uh, I, I was pretty hooked. You know, it's nice that uh, I didn't start reading it until my trip, uh, which was in October. So I was kind of already in the headspace of scary movies and, and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I am all for things that try to put some some relevance behind myths or like base them somewhat in reality. So there were some moments in this that I really dug that kind of spoke to what I enjoy from these these types of uh books much like the Santa Claus that we the Klaus, Klaus that we read has Sam some moments Moore. where you're like that's why that's mm-hmm. why that myth exists. Uh so I dug that. Um and I'm a sucker for a good uh dad story. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. this hit me Right in the dads, right in the go dads, right um, in the go dads, because I'm just right, like go right. dad the whole time. Wow, right in the go dads, uh, go dad, 
So I, I really, really enjoyed this, and I cannot wait for any more that Lola. I can consume uh, within this world, whether it be more books or a different form of entertainment media. Caitlin? Um, so this was the first time I'd read this for this episode, and I love... I love creepy things in the woods. I grew up in southern Indiana, and, you know, we were always traipsing through the woods, finding abandoned houses and cars and, uh, like, gravestones and all sorts of random things that are just out there. So, of course, you're concocting stories of, like, oh, what was here? Why is this here? Oh, my. And um, so there was definitely that kind of feel going on with it. Um, There's both a, like— there's there's story happening within the story, coming from a writer, like there it's there's the writer who's writing comics, coming from a writer who's writing comics, um, and it was cute to like see how this story is like mainly about the daughter getting over something big, uh, but also like it's kind of also mainly about the dad, like I'm. I'm very intrigued by how everything has come together, but I have some nitpicks. Of course you do. That's so, why I picked you. I figured that's why. That's why I picked you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll go next because fucking this is Josh's pick, and yeah. it's it's a and it's he's a good gonna go, pick. I love it. It is so this should, good. This should be everyone's pick, in all honesty, because I think it's a really well told story, kind of like a little bit talking about what Corey and Josh have been saying, um, where you know it is. A horror comic book, you know, but it's more than that. It's kind of like you know, you you it's it's you see the dressing on the salad, but underneath is where the heart of the story is. Where it's like it's more of like a a, a drama wrapped up in a horror. Um, and I think that's where all stories, you know, find common ground and how they can be enjoyable for everybody. That even if like subject matter, it's like, oh, I'm not into sci-fi, or I'm not into fantasy, or I'm not into horror. Like, where's the drama? And the drama is definitely uh, well-rooted in here so that it gives you enough um, care about the characters, even if, like, the characters are unlikable at times. Uh, so uh, I, I'm pretty freaking sure I read this. Um, I read issue one for uh, when it first came out. And I remember – because I remember so vividly that one of the first few images you see, and it's a very striking image um, – and, uh, and then an ending, and I was like, okay, that was it. And then David Barry from the Capes Crusaders, uh, part of the Nerd on Fan, you should go listen to it now, um, talked about it a lot. And I remember him and I went to one of my first uh, free comic book days back in Sacramento at uh, Empire's Comics. And I'm pretty sure he was talking about it at that point. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, it's not lost on me, the the love and importance for independent, independent comic books. So there is a little bit of like a, I guess uh, beer goggles, roasting glasses I have for something that's like uh, Scott Snyder owns this. Image does not own the comic book. So um, I really enjoy like a good, well-told story this way that's new and original and risky and, you know, um, shouldn't have been as successful as it was. So uh, Comics Explained did a whole like segment about like what you just talked about, like the history and all that kind of stuff and why it's important. It's really cool. Yeah. and uh, so I I, I love I love the the book. I think uh, if there is, if you're starting to get into comic books and you're not into the superhero thing and you want to see good good storytelling, um, and you need something like that within the horror genre, I think this is really really good step. So that's me. Nice. Um. So for me, um, I this past year have gotten really really. Uh, a lot more into comic books. And one writer I found was Scott Snyder. And I just fell, uh, I am just completely smitten with uh, Scott Snyder, um, American Vampire. Um, I haven't read his, like, Batman storylines. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. mm. David and I were talking about it, and he was like, oh, man, it's chef's kiss. Um, <laughs> so I... Uh, after I finished reading American Vampire, I was like, I need more. I, I need some more Scott Snyder. What What do I got? What do I got? And uh, Tom, Tom was like, hey, you should uh, check out Witches. So I did. And uh, I loved it. Um, it's, yes, it's, yes, it's a horror comic, but it's not. 
It's, uh, I really love. So much more. It's so much more. I will get into this, but I really love the, the internal journey that's, that's going on, the journey, um, and the relationships. Um, yeah, there's a lot to it, but, uh, I am going to say I liked it. Oh, wow. No, I, I loved it. Um, and I think that everybody should read it. It's super good. Oh. Even um, wow. Stephen King says it's fabulous, a triumph. <laughs> you see the the artist uh, one book. Hmm. The artist one book. So uh, for the audio listeners, Josh pulled up a trade paperback of Volume One. There's an artist one book where it's like about like a poster size, so it's like a foot tall or no, mm. it's like two feet tall, and it's the original inks from oh from, wow. The, the artist and wow. there's no color cool. in there so you can just like read it and it's like huge that's pretty, pretty cool expensive. anyways yeah, uh, uh, so now we're going to our next two topics which are going to be our segments which are going to be our brief synopsis and then our production and our brief synopsis brought to you by corn powders so wow. everything you thought you knew about the witches is wrong <laughs> <laughs> that excited <laughs> eh please just okay, agree to try that <laughs> They are much darker, and they are much more horrifying. <laughs> wow. Witches take the mythology of witches to a far creepier, bone-chilling place that readers have dared to, never dared to venture before. When the Rooks family moves to a remote town in Litchfield to escape the haunting trauma, they're hopeful about starting over. <laughs> but, <laughs> but something evil is waiting for them in the woods just beyond town, watching from the trees, ancient and hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, w- I I want now. I want Plan B to sell the rights to this film to Hallmark. <laughs> Guys, I can pitch the film for you. Plan B, okay. hire me. I will pitch it for you. I just like love nothing. So there you more. go. That's it. Uh, and now wow. our uh, production. Uh, production. So the publication is Image Comics, who has done uh, The Walking Dead, Invincible, and Spawn. Hell yeah. The writer is Scott Snyder. Another Snyder. Uh, Voodoo Heart, American Vampire, Batman New 52, and Dark Knight's Metal. The artists, um, mm. the artists are a penciler and inker who is Jock, a.k.a. Matt Simpson, um, who did The Losers, Judge Dredd, and Wolverine. And then the colorist is Matt Hollingsworth, who did Eternals, Catwoman, and Preacher. Yes. Um, and then the publication date was October 2014 through March of 2015. Uh, the series order was six issues, and it has sold over 90,000 copies on just the first issue, and has sold film rights to Plan B. So, quite successful. And uh, just Josh and I were kind of talking about it. Now we're in spoiler full. Uh, Very course. full of spoilers. Yes. Um, uh, the This shouldn't have sold so well. Um, it's, it's Image comic books. So people who aren't familiar with comic books, Image was created from people who were getting t- tired of how Marvel was treating them. So mm-hmm. these are people, Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee. Um, I keep forgetting other people's names, but those were like the two big hitters. I think Rob Liefeld was part of that. Um, I can't be sure. Don't quote me on that last one. Uh, but I know for a fact that Todd McFarlane and Jim Lee, because Jim Lee was like the golden child. He was like mm-hmm. the ones like, guys, he did X-Men. And we, and you know, he sold like the biggest, com- you know, helped sell the biggest combos with Chris Claremont. Um, and so with Image Comic Books, it was a third option. You know, you had Marvel and DC and then all these little guys, but then you had these kind of like celebrity comic book writers starting to write for Image. And the thing that they wrote within their bylaws, and this is why this is the important thing, and that's why at the beginning with the show notes, I say it's Scott, we, we say that Scott Snyder's witches is because Image Comics does not own your property. Um, and it's very, very important that like the characters really own cool. things. You should check out um, a bill of rights for comic creators. Yeah, it's a um, it's twelve uh, points of like declarations. Like the first one is the rights to full ownership of what we fully create. That kind of yeah, thing. and you have the right to to market to different buyers at all times. And like that's the thing with Image Comics; they are trying to be this place where um, they they want to give the creators and the artists full creative control um, and believe in their projects. They're kind of like what I think Annapurna try to be for the film industry. Um, but that being said, uh, there there have been mishaps and stuff like that. But uh, it's funny because when they first started out, you had all these like big superhero comic book guys. And so this used to be kind of like 
the hub for that. And then over the decades, it's turned into where you get stories like witches and sex criminals. So it's like stories that like aren't hero related, but they do have something to do with something fantastical. So it's 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 quite wonderful. And uh, David Barry has made me into an acolyte for indie comics now. So. Um, anyways, so now we go into our, uh, favorite parts, uh, favorite characters and our, uh, qualms and then our, our, our rating. So who wants to go first, baby? I'll go first. I will. Joshua. <laughs> I knew they were going to fight over it. Um, uh, first and foremost, it's more of the, the artwork and the design and the colors. Um, this, this book is not just a story. It's an experience. Um, which it's cool to see also in the, Which. in the back of the trade, there's actually like a breakdown of the process of how mm. Jock uh, does it. And there includes a process where it goes from digital to physical. And then he actually hand paints the like water splotches. Um, so I think that that's really, really, really cool. It's a, it's a, it just every turn of the page was just an experience because I'm also a big fan of like, kind of like, that color scheme. I mean, it's it's almost nerd on color scheme, kind of mm-hmm. purple, pink, blue. Um, didn't see that. Didn't connect that together. I didn't want to be connected with blood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's just some really cool, just, just that. That's my, uh, that's my first thing. There's lots, but that's my Corey first thing. Uh, like I said, I really enjoy things that <clears throat> uh, put mythology and no. exp- what? With dads. With dads. Uh, no, that just explain, like, root some some mythology and some sort of realism. Uh, with Whether it be, you know, realism in our world or realism in that world. Whatever it may be, it grounds it in something. And so the, the, the witch is growing ginger on a tree. Mm. And that's where the gingerbread myth came from. Gingerbread house myth came from. Uh, I got a little shiver when I read that. I was like, ooh, ooh I love your pants get Your pants get a little tighter? Yeah. <laughs> they did. I really, I thought that was a, was a, was a cool... Um, little nod to that, and then you know when he's going through all the different uh, items that the that uh, the, the woman satchel. gave Clara, uh, Clara gave him, uh, and the the policeman's just like, yeah, tr- yeah, whatever you want, tr- sure, it's yeah, for I it. guess that'll work, that'll hurt him, yeah, okay. And he's like, why are you telling me all this? Because it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter at all. Um, that whole moment was was uh, really cool for me. I really enjoyed that. It was a bit. good subversion of like, yeah. oh, now he's got the guy and he's gonna have to interrogate him. He's like, no, I'll fucking take you there, baby. Yeah, and then like explaining that the the rat bullets because it puts protein into them is is effective and yeah. and the uh, the extra blight blight extra bright flares uh, hurt their eyes and keep them away from him. And then has the stink that he has to like put in his mouth as well. Uh, I thought I thought that was all very very cool. And how the with the cauldron actually is like it's not an actual cauldron, but it's a it's a in the ground. It's like this hot molten it's place. Like instead. how how, how uh, hot springs work. Like yeah, just, exactly. Yeah, like you always. Yeah. So I, little, little things like that along the way that are just like oh, you know, our stories as humans have we've told them differently and they've evolved over time. Where we actually think it's like a cauldron and a real gingerbread house, but here's the reality of where those things were based is really cool. Uh, it, it felt a little Del Toro ish in that sense. We're like this a little is the bit, troll yeah. market. You know, I was like oh yeah. okay, um, but. <laughs> uh, Talking about the the stink, I was wa- in preparation for this. I was watching a, a comic pop video, which mm-hmm. I never heard of until now. But there's not a lot of people talking about witches as much as you know they should be. <laughs> um, but they were talking about like, so does he? Have, you know, there were it's two guys and a girl, and they were like, so do you have to like put the stink in your butt in case you fart? And I was just like, oh my god! <laughs> and I just thought I was like, but maybe. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I just thought I was like, like you, these are the real questions. You went, you know, it's so always come that, up. wait. It's always that level of like reality of like, who you know, and <laughs> you up know, your nose too. I guess <laughs> um, one of my you favorite parts. Out your nose, you'd have to put it up your nostrils. And yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. And putting your earwax. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, because um, you fart, you burp out of your ears. <laughs> uh, one of your my ears fa- were mouths. They taste uh, like butter. Nope. Uh, uh, nope. Uh, one of my favorite parts was uh, just the beginning. Uh, is, that's where you get the first little oh, bit of subversion hard, where same. you start with the the the. Char family or Chaz family, where the fuck? Um, and oh, yeah. uh, uh, you have you know you have the mom in a tree, and that's like terrifying. It's just like imagine everyone listening right now, all you spoiler full people who haven't read it but don't care what spoilers. If you're claustrophobic, don't listen to this next part. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I, to me, it was more like she had become one with the tree when I first read it, and I was like, oh my 
God. <laughs> that was terrifying, right? So imagine a tree in the woods, but then there's a face of someone you know in there. But that face also is missing a nose because who knows what happened to that? <laughs> who knows what happened to that? Um, and and then so there, there's a moment where she she's there and there's a boy and she recognized the boy. It's her son. She's like, get that rock and break me out of here. And she's trying to get out of the tree. And he just bashes her face. And I was like, oh, my God. And he says, pledge is pledge. I was like, oh, has anyone watched Identity? Yeah. <laughs> You know, oh. uh, what, what, what the um, there's not a spoiler. I'm not gonna say when it happens, but was it whores? All whores go to hell. I'm like, oh my god, is this like the cold-hearted, terrible things people say? And that's why I say, monsters. That's within their nature, but people choosing to do evil, that's fucked up. It's that's up. fucked up. You know what I mean? Like which which is this? So where does Michael Myers lie on that scale? He's nothing. I don't under. He doesn't make sense. (laughs) Fuck you, Steve's. I love you, Steve's. He's great. (laughs) He's pure evil. Concentrated evil. Anyway, human being. Anyways, so that Uh, makes him worse then in your eyes. (laughs) It should be. I'm I'm definitely on the beginning train because it tells you so much about like how what this comic is going to be. Oh, 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 that's like the beginning train. The, I'm on this? I'm on the train yeah. of people who like the beginning. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I got it. Yeah. That's my own fault. Um, but yeah, it, it's just you you're like, oh man, oh no, he's gotta get his mom out. He's gonna oh, he's gonna bash her face in. Well, <laughs> it was just so violent the way he did it. And then when the fingers came in and grabbed her and her face gets twisted, I'm like, <laughs> No, I, yeah, I need to it, like mind you, I started reading this because uh I the way that I read comics most of the time is comicsology. Um, but <gasps> that's how I read this originally. And then I started anyway. Uh I was reading this at like 1 a.m. in a really dark room. Oh, and no. I when I first started reading it, I was like, Well. Yeah, well, this was a bad <laughs> idea, wasn't it? Um I, I read mine. So my iPad died. Um it's like dead complete. I'm gonna buy a new one. But I read mine on Comicsology <laughs> on a computer, and oh yeah, holy shit, that was just as great, everyone. Um, and uh, I haven't had the chance, to, uh, the privilege to do that. But that being said, um, one thing I really did enjoy about this book, I mean, okay, so we're gonna talk about it, the fucking relationship between the uh, Charlie and Sailor. Oh um, yeah. yeah, holy shit! Like, and to me, well, got to a point where I was reading, I was like, oh, this is why Josh picked this book. I oh don't yeah, know why? Because oh, it's yeah. it's. Like the dad, the thing is, the 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 girl who's scared of everything with the dad who blames himself for everything, mm-hmm. um, and those two clashing faults create this like wonderful, realistic love for each other. Of like, I love you because you're a good kid. I love you because blah, blah blah. It's the learned love where um, the father wasn't really ready to be the father he needed to be by the end of the book. Um, but you realize like the story has two timelines and, um, the story and, and, you know, it took me like the second read to really understand like, oh, the comic book he's writing about wishes being made every, uh, (laughs) um, but like (laughs) full circle, baby. Yeah. How he talks about like, you know, how his story is much more about his daughter. And it's so like at the same time you have. Charlie talking about his daughter within his comic book, but the comic book is also talking about him. Um, and so there is like what Caitlin was talking about was like a comic book writer ta- writing about a comic book writer. Um, and there is this metatextual conversation of like the stories that we're being told right now are kind of the stories that we're living at the same time. And uh, there, is, there is just a beautiful kind of po- poetic dance that happens between the present tense and the past tense, much like a Nolan film. And that's why I feel like reading the book was so like cinematic in that way where it's like, it's not like, oh, look at the $300 million, but it was more like, wow, they're there. So this scene's going to happen and then they're going to cut back to this scene and that's going to inform what happened two scenes ago. And then we're going to get further on the story. Where is she at? Okay. That's what happened to Annie. Okay. What's go- you know, like, so every time like you got more information, you're like, like, I remember getting ready to read this for the first time for, or the entirety for the first time for this episode. And I was just like, oh my, oh my God, oh my God, 190 pages. Oh my God. And then I started it one night and I was like, I'm done. Yeah. That was really, that was really quick. It's the fastest read you'll ever get through because you're, and and then by the end you're like, why isn't there more of this? 
What have yeah, you done? Yeah, it's six issues, but it feels so short, baby. Yeah, you um, can be done in like an hour and a half, I feel like. Who else? The entire else um, parts. I, I really enjoy the uh, onomatopoeia of this. The 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 teeth like it's what I like I said before the reading this is is it's also an experience and like with that I it's like you heard it you experienced that noise when it came up on on the page like and you're you're in the moment like like when she's hearing it out her window and like all that kind of that that creepy ass when they're in the woods um, and somebody who's I'm afraid of the dark and I'm like imagining <laughs> like being out in the woods and then all of a sudden you hear and you're like, nah, um, take me, I'm done. <laughs> uh, nah, dog, has, I'm good. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, put myself in a vulnerable place and talk about something in my childhood. So when I was young, when my parents got divorced, um, my mom was, you know, still trying to get an apartment and all, or she had an apartment. It was like a dingy small place, but we, it was one bedroom, so we all slept in the same room. Me and my sister slept on the floor. But I remember hearing my mom grind her teeth at night. Oh, and that's what that kind of sound became. A little oh. bit because it's a little creepier than I was like, oh, someone's just cold. who's cold? Does someone need a <laughs> oh, sweater? No. Are you <laughs> and then you hear, I'm like, what is it? For some reason, I think so of long, Susan. I think of Parent Trap and then the woman who was like slapping the the sticks together when I hear, yeah. but then if you hear the if you think of it like teeth for grinding, the mountain lines, you, you guys There's have heard no when someone sleeps and teeth grinds, right? Yes, it's like a. It's like, oh, it's it's a very creepy, unnerving sound like to it. go to bed to as a child. Um, so hearing that out in the woods loud enough, I'm like, oh, hell no, nah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no. Man, I, I was really intrigued by like the Annie and Sailor relationship too. Because the, the way that she talks about Annie, like she hates her enough to pull a knife on her. But then she says things like, you took Annie away. Mm. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like if they were to grow up, they'd actually end up being friends. Like, or the op- opposite, they were friends when they were children. And then maybe one girl. I forget if they said Sailor was gay or not. Yeah, she yeah, Sailor's gay. Yeah. Um. It, and one girl Annie says gay. something about I hate something blah gay whatever. Yeah, something like that. And so, and but Annie, she said style rather than like saying that outright. That's what she was. She just yeah. said like her mm-hmm. her aesthetic. And I feel like that happens, but you know, there's always that chance of like being young and being close and then spreading apart and then coming back together. But you know, right? And, but but there's a lot of like, there's a lot of a story happening within the two of them too, and that she's like, she hated Annie enough to pull a knife on her to want to hurt her, but also is like mad that she was taken away. So yeah. it's I mean, which her I almost wonder if it's a little away. bit of like Stockholm or something like of. Hmm. Of like you were the person who gave me the most attention, and now you're gone. Well, also, it's she has that part with her dad. She's like, I wanted it to happen, so did I make her go away? You know, right. I, I she, she, she falters herself, like the shit out of her, and in her molesting mind, her and stuff. That all that all happened. Like everyone just thinks that Annie ran away. The rest of the world thinks that Annie ran away, but Sailor saw Annie get pulled into a tree. Right, mm-hmm. and she has that terrible memory. Like maybe I'm evil. Maybe I'm the one that did this. Uh, and so I think there's a little bit of relief of like there, the evil has a face and I know what it is, but also this evil that only I knew about caused me and my family to have to move here to a place that I'm not, I don't know. And everyone calls me the murder girl, you know? Like, right. So it's, oh, oh, that part though, at the very end with the friend, she's like, told you I told you you were deal. a big deal. Oh, oh my God. Like there, there was that moment of like that horror movie trope where it's like, someone's going to say something really fucked up and I was like that's it that's the line and there it be I love that Corey uh, other favorite parts yeah um, I mean I liked a lot of it the, the the nothing hit me quite as hard as that the the rooting the myths in reality type of stuff um, you know uh, I do remember being like what the fuck when the mom was like who's sailor and I was like god damn it <laughs> um, that was that was kind up. of that was kind of the other the other moment where I, I turned that page and I was like, shit's going to go down. And uh, when she and gets it, up. And it did. Yeah, she gets up. And having the the list of names and seeing a uh, pedal written in all red uh-huh. and big on the side was like, oh, there it is. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Um, 
So just little little stuff like that, but nothing that that hit me quite as much as that the gingerbread house and the cauldron and all the the different tools to to defeat him. I did like uh, I I really enjoyed. Of course, Tom's gonna make fun of me for this. The relationship between the the, the dad and and sailor as well, and how kind of immature it was at times to make sure that she was happy. Like he was willing to make the dumb, you know, where would you stick the dynamite in its butt? In a butt? Yeah, kind of thing, just to make her laugh and to make her feel like, but you know, it comes into such a good full circle at the very end. She's like, Miles "I'm going to get away because I'm." Well, he's like, "I'm going." She's like, "I'm going to get away because I'm the greatest mythological slayer in mm-hmm. the world." And, and she's saying like, it to herself in in the in the cauldron and stuff. And yeah, yeah, their 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 relationship was really, really well done. Uh, it felt very fleshed out, and I feel like the writer at least knew someone or had the same kind of relationship. With their dad, because it felt very uh, fleshed out. Uh, Josh um, can fill in some of the blanks of, of this, but like at the end of the book, for everyone listening, uh, volume one, Scott Snyder talks about where the kind of inspiration came from, and he had wa- he had read or watched, yeah, he'd watched Roald Dahl's Witches, the first one, um, mm-hmm. and him and his friend were really obsessed. They would go to this lake house that his parents had, and uh, they would just go around the woods like Caitlin style and try to look for witches. And one day his friend like started screaming in the middle of nowhere and it was like, go away. And he had said he saw something that was like taller than a human, thick, you know, thinner than a human. It didn't look human at all. And that's where this kind of came from. But now since he, uh, Scott Snyder is an adult, uh, like an adult and has a son, he's been taking his kid to this lake house. And I think that's where it kind of comes from of like, I'm realizing I'm retreading the childhood steps that I got to do. Yeah. And right. I'm doing it with my my dad with my kid. Well, yeah, so he also, that. as an adult, went back mm-hmm. to the place that they used to. There was a, an abandoned but, like meat truck out in the middle yeah. of the woods. So he actually, as an adult, like 15, 20 years later, went on a run and went by himself into the woods. And then he looked up and saw the witch that his friend saw that was this big bony skeletal figure. And then he like blinked and it had gone and it was had become this tree. And he was like, the the concept of um, the waiting and the witches always being there is what that came from. He was like, mm-hmm. I I didn't know, like the more horrifying thing was the witches had been there the entire time we were there. They just hadn't done anything, but it had been waiting there my entire life. My I, I my life passed back. by, but for that witch, it was two moments of kid right. was there. Now the kid's an adult. And he also said that about the book too. Like this book was waiting to be written this entire time. I just had to sit down and write it. Yeah. Same as going out and finding the witch. Yeah. So we got a runner's high and thought he saw a witch, but it was a tree. Mm. Yep. <laughs> sure. Um, just like Inside Out. Yeah. My next, another favorite part is the the basically almost like the whole cauldron section. I mean, there's especially there's like a full page spread where he. Um, he throws the match into the cavern. Mm. Oh, and he's God. like, he just he's wants something ones. good. He's like, give me some sort of good surprise. And then and it's, it's just, just, it the, reveals all of the witches. And you're like, the growing witches that are like, well, <laughs> out of the walls and shit. Yeah. Um, but that whole scene, like is it's, it's really, um, I mean, for a comic book, it's a, it's a really, it does keep your heart like pumping. Like you're like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh no. Oh dang. And then they get out and then, then it still goes to shit, and you're like, <laughs> um, nothing yeah. has to be, nothing could, nothing could be easy. No, oh, never, man. Um, I gotta give a shout out to the entire part with Clara. Yeah, um, I was gonna say Clara was pretty mm-hmm. baller, and I just no Clara legs. Was super baller. She as a, a child, hunter. she was oh. pulled in, got her legs eaten, got out, somehow evaded that entire town and all the forest filled with witches, got herself prosthetics was like still going back to the town to figure out how everything worked and fighting her entire life until she just, you know, it was like, I'm I'm basically dead at this point. So I'm at least going to help fir- this family before I go. That first introduction with her uh, outside the house and she had coughs up her teeth. I was like, when you first read that, I was like, oh my God, is that like the, the ringleader? Or is that like a, you know, a... Uh, a familiar for the witches, <laughs> and uh, then you go you go into the entire the the book, and you find out more about her. Like, oh no, I know, <laughs> oh no, oh no. But, uh, 
Uh, any other favorite parts before we go to favorite characters? The the last thing I'll say is just the journey of Charlie. Um, uh, I just I you getting the backstory of like his his addictions and then kind of moving forward and as he's grown as a man and then kind of coming uh, at the end when he makes the choice to you know, defend Sailor instead of, like, going with his wife and making this, like, Sophie's choice decision of, like, let's just let the witches take our daughter and then we can make a new one. It'll be fine. Yeah, It'll be fine. Totally yeah, I was going to say, that twist came and <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Man, also, children are terrifying in this book. You start with a child murdering his mother. Mm-hmm. Um... And Annie. then you have the child in the hospital bed, and then oh, the yeah. entire school filled with children that are like, "You gonna get eaten?" And yeah. well, like, kids are terrible. Kids are terrifying, but in this book especially, <laughs> you smell like someone pledged. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what did yeah. you really run over that night? Yeah. Oh my god. I the kid that, that like is drinking on that witch juice in his veins and just being the evil incarnate before he's even like 12. <laughs> Hell yeah. Corey, any last favorite parts before we go? No. Uh, favorite characters. We'll do... <sighs> I feel like if we do two, two. It's, fucking, it's the main characters. Mm, I only have not one. Not for everybody. So. Uh, I have one. How, we do two. One of them could be Charlie and Sailor and the other one has to not be that person. Easy. Okay. Do it. Go ahead, Corey. If it's so Char- easy. The uh, Dad and Clara. Oh, okay. 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 Done. Dad and Clara. Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same. Dad and Clara. Copy paste. Tom. Charlie. Charlie Clara. No, I was gonna go Caitlin. I said Tom first. Uh I'll say. I mean, fuck. You really I really do love, but I do really enjoy how you know what? Fucking it's Sailor and Reginald. Reginald. Reg. It's so, the guy Reginald. who dies. It's the front. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the the, the oh, guy who works at the publishing. Oh, yeah, yeah, who helped oh. him. Out. He, was, he was such a good guy, and then he was he like, was a "Get great behind dude. him." He was trying to protect Sailor, and then you know, my bad. He got <laughs> chit chit chitted, and then he fucking his just. He's like, I can't see what's going on. They I was did like, this, and that's the thing where I'm like, they don't really like escape through the tree. They like become part of the tree. I I think they like I think they're pulled into the tree. They're pulled into the tree. They can see out of it, but it's like hollow on the inside. So they he did move. So like he's still capable of moving around, but not very far. If I remember, and please uh, educate me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he said I can't see. They did something to my eyes, mm-hmm. but you could see his mouth, but you can't see his eyes. You could uh, see his mouth, and then eye. you could see his eye because oh, he had like see one moved. eye. Oh, okay. Because I was just like. Oh, what did they do? And so that's the thing that freaks me out a little bit. Is like now it's kind of like um, the thing where like it could just touch you and start assimilating into you. Where like they could do that with the tree, where it's like now you're part of this tree and you're stuck, unless See, you want to start cutting off parts of your body. Because because what what gave it away for me is basically those are the the escape routes. Like mm. anytime you see a, a hollowed out tree with the the like that's your that's your exit. Knot, that's your exit because that's how um, the dad and out. sailor got out was they busted mm. out of one of got those it. hollow trees. So I think it's just under yeah. there their they travel have system, and then they yank you. It's the witch's travel system. Yeah. yeah, I I as much as I love Charlie's uh, uh, growth, um, you know, in terms of horror genre, you know, of the final girl kind of feel and all that stuff, I do like a you know a well put together female protagonist who has a trauma. And it isn't, you know, you know, cured by like some fucking romantic interest. Um, and obviously, both of those characters, Charlie and Sailor, have to have each other in order to fulfill their character arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I also like, like that her. she's not she's not um, strong by default. Like she's mm-hmm. we go into the story of her being kind by of choice. like a, a weak and fragile character. She passes out when she gets too scared. Yeah, and when she's in the cauldron, she's she's pulling everything that she's learned from her father of like from Charlie of having a of mask, how to stay strong in those, don't in those pass moments. Out, don't pass out. Yeah. Um, so. so I really, I really enjoyed that aspect because um, the thing I really like about Charlie is that like, he's a character that gets shit done. But the thing I like about sailor is that she's a survivor and there isn't a, a fucking 
car that blasts in here to save you. It's like, oh, thank God. Like, no, she was going to have to get out one way or the other. But I'm glad that, you know, in order for both of them to do the thing, you know. So, yeah, Sailor and Reg for me. Kaylin? For me, it is uh, Clara and Sailor. And And because Sailor is, Sailor gets to be the one that Clara could have been. Mm, get away with because everything intact. Clara, Clara lost her legs. She got the mites. She like she had to figure out how to make all the things that are in that knapsack. And Sailor is getting the knapsack with like at least some experience with everything, knowing that the entire town is evil, having the list, or being able to recover the list later. You know, she's she has everything she needs to come in with a shotgun and a loaded car and, like, clear out the witches and actually, like, save the day. But that only happened because of Clara and the sacrifices that she made in her life. I'm going to make another Capeless Crusader proud and happy. Kaylin, you should probably read Hackslash. Oh, I know of Hackslash. Yeah. Because yeah, for yeah. everyone who's, who's, who's listening, Hackslash, imagine any of the final girls from any of your horror films that survived. And now all she does is go to other horror films. Worlds and, say, and destroy and, them. And, and, just, and kill the, the killers. Yeah. And protect all the people who are apparently going to die. And it's pretty bold. Like- it's that, again, it's the ownership taking the, I can take my traumas and then make them into a, and become a champion because of them. You know? Yeah. Or it has them. a very like Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah. feel, but so. a little bit more dark and gritty. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Nope. So everyone's favorite uh, characters now to qualms. Kaylin. Had to bring it up at the beginning of the freaking episode, so let's hear it. Um, so I, for me, it was just I needed a little more explanation. Like for me, an entire town just being evil wasn't enough. Like that didn't make enough sense to me. Like they had grounded the mythological stuff mm-hmm. for like really, really well, and I super enjoyed that. But for me, like, an entire town of old evil people was just, like, didn't quite sit right. I just wanted a little bit more explanation of, like, yeah. maybe the witches influenced them to feel that way. And because they're on the grounds or something well, like that. the cop said that. He said they can smell their needs and they, like, appeal to them as, like, like as the yeah, devil would with a contract. Right. Um, but- and it's been built into their history for generations or whatever, the town's history. I, I get that. But just, like... Knowing the pile of clothing that's there too, like there there were just a couple of little loose threads that I'm like, if I pull this, like there's no way that many people could have died over the last, you know, however many years and then completely Hundreds have gotten years. away with it. Yeah. Uh, well, because well, they make it was you forget. A lot of like, that's why. Hmm? That's how they got away with it. They, they make, make you, you forget. forget. Yeah, you drink people. a little potion and you forget. And but also like the, what I think what the doc the the police officer says like these people aren't missed. Right. They aren't the missed kids because they they all get taught to forget them and they drink a thing. But mm-hmm. uh to that point of like there's one centralized place for witches. Um I feel like I kind of see that, but also there is a sense of that I really enjoyed part of the story where um the mother Lucy, you know, she hits a witch in her car. Right. Um, and it's because of, and they explain it in the book where Charlie and the darkness that he kind of bred within himself of wanting his daughter to not be so kind of neurotic and ancient, anxious, um, like lured these witches from that place. So it's like they're centralized there, but it doesn't mean they can't go out. Um, mm-hmm. But I yeah. think so far within this town, they've just kept this this wellhead secret where like the police officer like, cut me open. You could see the, the rings. I'm like, this bitch hell old, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it kind of felt like people come check in, they don't check out. And you're like, "Oh, yeah. shit." And um, I guess I guess they like kill the people that don't come on board that are in the town. It well, just, I think they become the non-missed. They become the pledged. Right. Yeah, it people. it just that didn't feel like Bates Motel. And I would say, like, I don't know, like, and to to flip that, right? Let's say, like, volume two comes out and it's like, here's another town. Uh, I feel like that same kind of, like, logic uh, application, you could be like, well, has, how hasn't anyone found out about, like, these different places of witches? Right. Versus if it's just one place that's kind of off the map, who knows? Yeah. I, I think I just needed, like, 
maybe one more sentence of explanation. And that would have like put the bow on top for me. And I'd be like, okay. But there just wasn't an extra little linchpin thing that that closed that for me. It's kind of like um, uh, in Twilight where Forks, Washington, this is where the Cullens live. And it's like, where are all the other vampires? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Uh, any um, other qualms? The, the other yeah. thing for me was that the, the while I really liked the the aspects of the art style, it was too chaotic for me to the point where I didn't understand what I was looking at. Some sure. At some points that I felt were pivotal for me to be understanding what I'm looking at. Because it'd be one thing if they were like, it's so horrific, my mind can't process what I'm looking at, if there was something like that. But there were so many instances where things were not defined completely with the line work, and then there was like blotches of paint over top of it, and then another thing on top of it. And I was just like, what am I, what am I looking at? I know that it's like a horrific scene, but it just was like, and I know that it's a it's an art choice, and that's okay. It's a style. So it's 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 more of a personal qualm and not a qualm that's like this, you know, this, is this makes it suck. It's just like yeah. for me, it detracted because I spent more time wondering why I couldn't understand what I was looking at rather than being like, oh, this is like part of the thing and then flipping the page. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'll, I'll piggyback off that and say like I had a, a couple uh, difficulty time. I had a little difficulty reading a couple difficulty parts. time a couple, a couple difficulty, difficulty time, time to see even say the word um, yeah. of uh, when I was reading I was just like I was like I see it and it, I think to me it's kind of like sushi like where you're supposed to eat it in one bite typically right you know yeah. and it forces you to chew slower and so with this it felt like to me and this is someone who's like studied avant-garde filmmaking filmmaking that has no narrative um, so it forces you to kind of just ingest the imagery over the storytelling. Mm-hmm. And so when I read this, I was just like, I can't fucking see. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, let me just fucking stop, put my seat back and just look at the image for like 10 seconds. And then I'm like, okay, now I can move on and do that. So in terms of like a window, uh, windowed entry, like it's a little higher than anyone who's like, this is my first time reading comics. I don't know, right from left and top and to bottom, you know? So it's like, um, there was that uh, sense of like challenge for me, but uh, the other qualm I would probably have is just I think it's it's this is like the, I think the stupidest smallest thing, but I was like, but why did the deer die <laughs> at the first issue? The deer comes into the house. It's like oh yeah, we have a visitor, and then it just like opens his mouth, chomps off his tongue, and dies. I'm but like, that's not even the same deer. But why? What do you mean no, the, the witches same deer? are fucking with her? Yeah. She never because hit a deer. The, the story is the whole like you. I ran over. I killed a deer in a car. It was a hit. You know, like that's what happened in the car accident and all that shit. Um, but she hit a witch. To me, it was a witch, and so like this this deer. It comes. It, it makes more sense later on. Um, but then for me, I was like, but why did the deer have to die? But obviously, it's 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 a grim story. So like you know, the deer dies. So, it's so. a uh, it's a it's like a. A message they're sending. Yeah, they're saying like we're gonna we're gonna catch up to you. We're gonna find out, and like that's what Lucy talks about. It's like I thought this would have been enough. I thought this pledge would have been enough, but it's once I pledged this person, then I was able to walk. Now I can have a new child. Blah blah, and it's mm-hmm. like, but I've just seen Bambi too much. I don't want more. I don't want any more deer today. Okay. <laughs> I can be on uh, board with that. Any uh, other qualms? It's a, it's a witch deer anyway. Oh, true. It starts you know like what? chittering that, and that, chattering. That makes it. They apparated it, and then they. Well, it, it starts. Out. Its eyes. If you look at the the page again, its eyes turn to witch eyes, and it starts making the the sound. Oh, yeah, because it starts off as a doe, doesn't it? And then transforms into a buck, and then dies. Yes. Well, yeah. then fuck that deer. Then no, I mean I don't think it becomes <laughs> a buck. I think it's still a doe, but it does bite its tongue off, and then its eyes turn completely red, and it starts going. Oh hell no. Man, yeah. hell, man, that guy could go die some more then. I don't give a damn. <laughs> I don't uh, give a care. Uh, any other qualms? Yeah. Uh, yes. Mine's not a real one. I felt like with the power of the pledge spray, uh, the dad probably didn't have to sack himself. Like, could have slapped the mom with it like he did. Like, there you go. You're the pledge now. And then run outside with his daughter and then sprayed everything and they could have survived together. But then it wouldn't be as sad. I think it, it's not like a real qualm. It didn't yeah. take away from the. No, I think uh, to that point, quote unquote, it's because he was like at gunpoint, right? 
And he panicked. And maybe he needed the, the the kamikaze in my, you know, have it on my face for the shock value for, for Lucy to be like, what have you done? I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I get you. I feel you. Yeah. Any other qualms? No. Josh? Not one. I don't have any qualms. That's why Josh At picked all. this one. <laughs> I mean, I, the, uh, the thing is, is like I'm thinking about like what you guys are talking about, like with the artwork, and I'm wondering, because I read it on Comixology on the app... Uh, the app has the the panel by panel. setting that I like of panel to panel, and for for me, it allows you to focus on panel by panel. And so, like if you re- if you look at it That's full page, it. like yeah. some of the pages, yeah, I can see there it's chaotic. Um, but I didn't have that experience, so hmm. there's, a, there's um, a really I didn't good, either. It's a fifty fifty, Josh. Yeah, there's a really good image that happens because it doesn't go by the normal, you know, three by three, where it's like two panels up top and then a giant image of like the skull. Yeah, um, mm. which I thought was really good. So it's like to me, panel by panel might even be detrimental at certain points. But I'm kind of going trying to allude this to like if you were just pick up the trade paperback in a comic book store, this is kind of the experience you would have. You wouldn't. Be able to be like, I'm going to cover it with a brown paper bag, <laughs> panel by panel. Um, I mean, which, I actually I flip between panel by panel and full page. Like if oh, I, I if I, I didn't I understand something, I would actually go down to panel by panel and be like, actually, this makes less sense, so I'm going to go to full page. And I then went full page. I, the thing I like about full page is that also you get really long images that go oh, yeah, vertically, yeah, yeah. and then it's like, oh, this. I this back out. I mean, when you get bleakness. the long images, it does it for you and then zooms in. But I back out almost every. Every After page, I'm done reading every it. episode. <laughs> Welcome to the comic Review. Ah. Episode. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, uh, now to rating. rating. So, Josh. Yeah, five. you go first, Josh. Oh, five. five. What? Okay, well, oh, no. wow. That was, wow. Easy button. I never saw it. So impressed the easy button. <laughs> All right. Next is me. I wrote a 4.6. Are you going to keep that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I always keep what I write in the beginning. Okay. Oh, hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. I just, I just, just letting you know how I function. I just had to write speak. it down before we record, and then I'm like, I've thought this through. It's uh, on list. So 4.6 for me. It's really, really good. I will be reading this again. I can't wait for more. I want there to be a movie. Uh, it's, it's, I didn't want it to end. I really didn't want it to end. Kaylin? 4.5. Ooh. They... they it's, Sorry. I'm 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 bothered by my 4.5 cuz I want it to actually be more like a 4.7 4.8 but the art really did make it complicated for me and I really did need a couple more sentences for me to be like fully reeled into it and I'm guys, like bothered I, because it's so good. I I want you guys to times this by 20. Okay. You'd be at like a 94 or 90%. So yeah, chill. I know. <laughs> it, it's not that yeah. it's bad. It's just, it, it's, it's, I, I don't like that I'm bothered by things in it because well, it's good. But change the book or change yourself. Uh, wow. So, I mean, <laughs> or you could be okay with it. <laughs> um, Those for me, it's a, it's a five. <laughs> it's a hard five, baby. Like this is, it's an independent comic book. It's 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 short. It's contained. I'm I. If he never wrote one more page of witches, I'd be totally okay with it because great things end. Classics sure, become yeah. classics because they're contained. I just want more. I want more. I of course I want more. I of course well, I want a good course. time. But I'd be okay with it ended here. If it ended, I'd be just like, God damn you! <laughs> Can you make like wolves <laughs> now? Two, like you. wolves, like two V's, O L V S, and and then there's that, and then you have American Vampire, then you have witches, and you have wolves. And then you could do like Zambo or I don't know, but just, yeah, it'd be, you know, just do a whole horror thing. But mm, Josh, you haven't read any Dark Knight's Metal. You'd have to read all of New 52 Batman and then get anyway, to Dark Knight's so, Metal. So that means um, Caitlin's Wait, wait, wait. Corey had a question um, for me. Well. Caitlin is the grump of the week. Oh. Uh, just wanted to get that out there. No oh, yeah, one yeah. voted for you on Nerd on Nation. So no shout outs. But uh, you got so many votes, Corey, baby. I did. <laughs> uh, y'all were wrong. Uh, no, uh, I wanted to ask a question. I said, who would oh, you yeah. want to direct this if it were a film, which apparently it will be eventually? Uh, be. Who would you want to be the director? And I started saying before we, we started recording, in the digital green room, as Tom calls it, I feel like Guillermo would be too easy of a choice. I feel like it'd be too easy to pick Guillermo del Toro because these creatures already look like his... His creations in the comic book. 
So I'm going to say he's off the table. Josh? Um, Since you're very intimate with the subject matter. I I would almost... I, I would almost say Jordan Peele. That was who I was going to pick. I was going to pick Jordan Peele. Because of what I've seen in Lovecraft Country now, Yeah, there is one episode of Lovecraft Country that actually be like, I don't want to watch this before I go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I was really surprised. I'm like, oh my God, I'm actually scared to go to bed after watching this. Like, like I, I just don't like want to dream would, about it. I feel like he would also, I mean, it would look great. I think he would give it the respect it deserves. Um, and I think, I mean, I think it's, I think it's simple enough, so to speak. Like, you don't need somebody like Guillermo del Toro. Like, from a, from a creature creation, like Guillermo, yeah, like what you were saying, Corey. Yeah. It's like, come on. I think you call him. You'd be sure and call like, him and you invite him to He can executive set. produce. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Get, get Doug, Doug Jones would be involved presents. the witches. Right? Doug yeah. Jones would be playing the witch. We, yeah. we all agree on that. Oh, 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 oh my uh, God. Uh, yep. But uh, yeah, I like that's a good option too. I, I think uh, for me, I have two in mind that I would want. And one Sterling of them K. is... Sterling K. Brown as the dad? Well, no, I was going to say as the director's. I know, I know. Oh, I'm just saying, the, I'm, yeah, I'm great casting Brown, Jordan Peele's movie. 100% Sterling K. Brown would be. <laughs> the dad. Uh, for the directors, for me, it would be either James Wan. Ooh. Uh, I'm a huge fan of The Conjuring, and the, the, the aesthetic he creates within those films are amazing. I'm going to Kevin Smith uh, this and say, I want to watch your movie. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Sam, David S. Sandberg, Pony Smasher. Ooh. Would be, Ooh. Would be really great Another as far good as like, one. visuals of, of effects go. He's really amazing with playing with the camera within worlds uh, and using practical, amazing practical effects that you think are CG. But oh, but really the, the thing that camera. David Sandberg is really freaking good with is silence. And yeah. then you see something and then it goes away and there's still silence. And you're like, yeah. oh, hell nah, dog. And that's so what I'm saying. those are my oh. director choices. James Wan or David S. Sandberg would be... Just okay by me. Yeah. <laughs> Holy just, shit. Just okay. Holy. It would be amazing. Fuck. Yeah. Those. The, 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 that's the thing about horror films. I thought about this last night. <laughs> yeah. About about horror films. Really great directors aggregate from horror films. We've said that on here so probably a million times, but yes, hundred percent. But what if Peter Jackson, James Wan? Yeah. What if it was Peter Jackson? I would love that. That was actually what I was thinking about doing. He. This. I would still do James Wan or, or Sandberg. What about me. Sam Raimi? Pa- Peter Jackson hasn't made a horror film in in a while. In a while, long time. He's more the blockbuster type now. Mm. Yeah, he's the James Cameron. He 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 doesn't. Yeah. So, uh, I would still stick with the the smaller. I mean, James Wan is like, I'd say he's in the master of horrors as far as director goes for me. Up there with like, uh, Carpenter and all that kind of stuff. He's done some great great horror films. I just realized if you kind of you water it down a lot, water it way down. Yeah. Kind of like Quiet Place. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were giving that face about me saying James Wan is a great horror director. Oh, no, no, no. Like, that's fucked up. You no, James Wan is this? amazing. I love that dude. Uh, he, he's phenomenal. <laughs> Give him everything. Give him all of the movies. But I was just saying, John Krasinski, did you need to uh, source out some material to this? <laughs> to this I mean, book? John Krasinski could be a good dad, too. Like, that's what I was saying. Dad. I was like, yeah. Mm, <laughs> That's how um, it feels. It's like, mm, mm, there's a lot of guilt with this character. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's it. Caitlin's a grump. Shout out. <laughs> Seriously, uh, no we, one. Need, we need a Shout crown. out to Tom and Josh. I would love that. What? You guys got it right. Would we, we want? Congrats. It'd be a big ass crown, though. Anyway, <laughs> sing us out. Sing us out, Josh. Thank you so much, everybody at home, for listening. If you have read this this uh, story, let us know your thoughts. Reach out to us on social media, uh, which is at NerdOnTV on everything. Um, slip and slide into those DMs. Tell us your thoughts. Uh, join the Discord. Uh, there is a comics uh, channel in that server. Uh, let's discuss. Let us talk about it. Um, we always invite our audience to come check out the Discord. There are some really cool people in there Truths. lots of fun conversations anywhere from diy to cosplay to food to comics to pretty much anything you can think about even musicals i mean it's all it's all in there um uh do 
Check out our website, nerdon.tv. It has all of the information on everything that we do, all the linky links to everything that you would want to know about NerdOn. Um, we do have our YouTube channel that all of these episodes go to, so check that out. Uh, we actually have two YouTube channels, so two. one's for gaming content and one's for this kind of content. Two times. Two times. Uh, check out our Twitch. We are pretty much on there almost every single day, uh, very often, and uh, it's quite the variety of games that we play on there because we're all a variety of people, so lots of fun stuff going on over there. Um, but yeah, that has been it. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Share us with your friends, your family. Stop by. And your rate witches. And, review. and your, your witches. Pledge um, pledge us. No. Pledge. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, but yeah, stop by. Rate and review us. Uh, that has been it. Now I can say that part. It has been it. You know the drill. As always. They're on. Ending broadcast.